What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Breakthrough Society podcast. I'm your host, Irvin. And today we have my good friend, Gary, that I met back in the end of January in Pensacola Beach, Florida at a podcasting mastermind um, that I've also met a couple of other great guests that I had on, like Thomas and Samuel. And... uh Gary, like even Gary, man, like before I, I met Gary, um, we're in this Facebook group together and, and he had posted on there the reason why he created his podcast and uh, go over there on iTunes right now and subscribe. And then and then after you listen to this one, go and, and check that one out because because uh, what Gary has going on, man, it's it's pretty amazing. This is going to be a long intro also, so. Well, anyways, um, what I was saying, uh, Gary posted on the Facebook group what his podcast was going to be about and uh, his mission and his goal and why he created it. Uh, So just a little bit of a story on Gary. He lost his his daughter and his dad to to opiate addiction. You know, the the pills that the doctors give give you that medication you know they they uh passed away because of that and uh which uh inspired him to to create the podcast and and uh go towards the mission that he has of creating a, a recovery center called promises recovery center i believe if, if i'm not butchering it but um like he he's really dedicated into into creating this this uh center by the end of 2021 and I know he's going to do it because I know the kind of guy that that Gary is you know he's a hustler he's a good dude and like I I support 100% what he's doing it's not going to be your traditional bullshit uh, recovery center that you know people or these the government or whoever creates these other centers they do it because of the money or they just you know do it like half-ass shit you know i know i know this guy's out is out on a mission to change lives in the world you know and and i truly believe in it and uh like even even before when he posted on that facebook group like i commented on there i was like dude like i i love what you're doing and i like that's a good reason and you have a good uh mission on and vision of of what to do and, and what you're gonna what you plan on doing and, and turning you know all this into you know without even knowing who he is or who he was at the time and this was probably like late 2020 um anyways um check this one out i got tons of value from interviewing him um just helping me out like in the business aspect of it and uh whenever you listen whenever you finish listening to this this uh this episode with gary uh, go over and and check out his podcast, the Good Good Dudes Grows podcast. Um, check it out, and uh, your boy will be on there soon. So let's get to it. All right, guys. So real quick before we get into the show, which I am excited to dive into, so you can go ahead and listen to it. Um, I know for sure you'll gain value from this. 
in in uh, the aspects of cannabis, uh, CBD, health, um, business. Because I got a lot of business business uh, advice from Gary from this. Um, like I know you listen to, I know you'll get value listening to it. If you know somebody that's that uh has some kind of health issues, you know, that's taking medication. I highly, highly recommend you send them this episode and any other episodes by Gary because this dude is changing the way that that people view cannabis uh, and the CBD whole the whole you know industry and aspect of life. Um, so share it out. Tag me. Tag Gary. We'll repost it and uh, just go over to his. Uh, in the show notes, I have I linked everything. His website, his uh, his a uh, fuck social media. Follow him, connect with him, and uh, yeah, guys. So enjoy it. We'll get right into the show. Going on, man. Welcome to Breakthrough Society Podcast. What's up, Irvin? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on your podcast, buddy. It's been a I think we had to schedule before, and I got so busy I had to reschedule. But I'm glad to be here now. Yeah, man, it's all good. You know, we all get busy in our in our lives. You know, we don't. This is not the only thing we do. You know, so things pop up. So sometimes we just gotta reschedule and make time work for both of us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome, dude. So, yeah, man. Uh, first question I ask my guests is, uh, like, if somebody meets you for the first time, they say, "What's going on, Gary? What do you do?" You know, what's your response to that? Uh smoke pot and save lives. No, just check no, no. it. Kidding, don't, don't, in case anybody from my department is listening, I don't smoke pot on the weekends. So just, yeah, just <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> Only on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I'm a firefighter. I'm a firefighter, and I created a platform to try and build a recovery center for opiate abuse and firefighters work with PTSD and depression and stuff through a CBD and cannabis avenue. So kind of like a more holistic uh, aspect of it than the old ways of just sitting around telling everybody, telling themselves like how bad their lives were and then use big pharma medication, which doesn't seem to work. All they do is get back out and start looking for, you know, other drugs again. So I've decided to become an advocate for CBD and cannabis through my firefighter career and uh, my own past experiences. And from there, I'm hopefully with the uh, sales of my, uh, my CBD company, I'm going to open the future promises recovery centers and, Take that and try and move it from Florida and move it nationally and try and help everybody across the nation. That's awesome, dude. So you have a lot of stuff going on, you know, between being a firefighter and, and building your own uh, company. And, uh, you know, like the, the goal that you have of building the company, like how do you balance all of that stuff and all the content and the CrossFit and everything that you're putting out there? You know, it's funny. It, it it actually intertwines all together like like a spider web. So it's, it's kind of everybody asks me, and I have so many different avenues and so many different things that it it actually all works together. Because if you take what I'm doing in my life, that holistic aspect is how I'm going to build my recovery center. 
So I'm taking the loss of my daughter, the loss of my father from opiate overdose, and I'm taking all the people I've helped with my CBD company through the fire department, helping them out of all the uh, dark places and pain and everything else. I built protocols on those aspects on what I'm doing personally in my own life on how it affected me, trial and error, working with other uh, addicts that had opportunities to come to my CrossFit gym, work out, use the CBD. And so those protocols are actually built to actually formulate Promises Recovery Centers. So it seems like a lot going on, but it's more or less personally building protocols to actually better an end result, if that kind of makes sense. So it all works together. So it's pretty cool. It's hard to explain, but all at the end, once Promises opens, everybody's going to go, ah, okay, we get it. There it is. Yeah. So, so it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So you kind of like building the, man, um, I'm thinking it's it's kind of like a, like you know how they, how they say that if you have multiple companies, you kind of have to like in, integrate uh, integrate it like vertically or, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So yeah, you kind of like own like the manufacturing business, like the retail business, stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of like what you're doing is like everything is just like you know adding up to that. Yeah, I, I like to personally know what I'm giving other people. So if I'm giving you a training routine, and I'm telling you. You know, Irvin, you know, get off the floor. I know it's you're breathing heavy. I know it's hard. And I don't want to be that guy of just being a cheerleader saying, yeah, rah, rah, go. Listen, I know how you're feeling in your head. You're having that conversation as I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I've been there. But if you focus on this aspect of it, you'll get past that on a workout. So I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to have pain and bad thoughts and how the CBD has helped clear those. So if I ask someone if you take it, I can kind of help them understand what they're taking because I've went through that. So everything that I'm putting into that recovery center, I've put myself through. So when I talk about it, it's not something that I've read. It's not something that I just made up to, to create and make money. It's something that I've been through. So it's coming from a personal experience that I'm giving them. Yeah, man, that's, yeah. So like whenever you help people, you know, they, they know that you know you've been through it before and you're not just you know just trying to make them feel good or right just you know trying to sell them like whatever yeah whatever just, kind of product yeah <laughs> i call it the cheerleader because you have all these crossfit gyms where everybody's like yeah yeah rah rah and it's like okay you can cheer me all you want but you have no idea what i'm going through but yeah i do i know exactly what i still do it every day continuously i still use everything the products i still do the workouts i still you know it's kind of like 75 hard trying to explain to somebody 75 hard and how to get through it is hard if you've never done it yeah it looks easy on paper but we all know listen i haven't completed it i, I can't get the second workout because i get so busy i you know i know it's hard but I, i'm not gonna tell somebody yeah you go ahead and do it it's easy it, it's not yeah. i haven't done it i can't say it's easy i haven't done it it's not that easy yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I get that, and that's like the the same thing. What they say, with like with business, like if if you're a leader, or you're you have you know you're training people, like you can't expect them to follow some orders if you haven't done the like the work yourself. You know, so like if if you don't want to you know take out the trash or clean the toilets at your business and you in your building, then you know how are you gonna tell like some somebody that just came in a week ago to do it, like if you don't want to do it, if you haven't done it before. Exactly, 100%, man. It's, like I said, it's kind of like, 
if something goes wrong, I want to be able to actually help them fix it. I want to give them an opportunity to fix it, but I'm also there to teach them how to fix it. And if I've never done it, I can't teach them. So, so yeah. you, you never really lead by example. You're just leading by hearsay because say I, I created the company and I put a little tag beside my name saying CEO. So I'm the boss, you know, but no, that's no, you're never a boss. You're just somebody there to help give everybody else an opportunity and kind of help them through and create this leadership to where everybody can grow at once. Yeah, dude, for sure. And uh, yeah, man, like I see all your content and I know you just went through that surgery. Yeah, that's, that's, it, it's, how do you say it? It's, it's, it's revealing because like, I'm going to come out with another post, but I'll give you a little, kind of like a little preview. So we got uh, pain meds. All right. So okay, they, gave yeah, me, they, they, they gave me pain meds for my knee surgery. They gave me 50 milligram tramadol twice a day. That's 100 milligrams of pain meds for seven days. Jesus. For a knee surgery, they said I could be, I walked out on and had weight bearing in four hours. So I could hold myself up, but I still have seven days of pills. When in fact, naturally, you can take a 50 milligram gummy from a plant with zero side effects, which this one has nausea, can't drive, uh, you know, can't do heavy equipment. This I can take legally on the job at the fire department because they have a protocol for it. They define this plant, no side effects, no drowsiness, no nothing. Same effect, I can't use. So it's so that's what I'm trying to make people understand. The plant stuff compared to the big pharma stuff is just as good with the less side effects as possible. And I don't blame the doctors for giving the pain meds. That, that's not what I'm saying. You know, some people need it. What I'm saying is let those like firefighters or, or athletes or, or people, let them have access to something other than just pharma, than the pharma. Because if you can make a rule for this, the rule for that is exactly the same thing, 100%. Yeah. There's no difference at all. So if I can use this, I can use that. Let's just get the stigma of the little gummy thing out of it. So, <laughs> so it kind of blew my mind when I, when I got the pills. I'm like, here's a realization. It's like, it's right there in front of me now. You know, that's, that's how I lost my daughter. My daughter was in a car accident, ended up being hooked on these, and then they won't refill this. And then when you don't refill, where do they go? They start going to street drugs. And, and then that's where all stuffs go bad, and that's everything else. Whereas if they would have had this, non-addictive, same thing, no side effects, would never have been gone to street drugs, we would have been good to go. She would have still yeah. been here. Yeah, man. And like, I mean, you can't, I mean, it's kind of obvious where it's like one comes naturally from the earth, you know, mother nature. And then the other one is, is fucking like, oh, it has a whole bunch of all these chemicals in it. And like, it literally tells you on the, the, that sticker, you know, all the side effects that, you know, don't take it if you're going to drive or don't take it this and that because, you know, everything that it can give you like drowsiness and all this shit. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, and then they say, oh, you can't because, you know, cannabis is the gateway. To, it's not a gateway to anything. It, yeah. Seriously. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an effing plant, dude. It comes from the ground. You can basically take the plant from the ground, put it in a juicing machine and drink it. The only bad thing is that if I get drug tested, I lose my job and lose my career. This stuff, I can kill myself, kill my body, or kill somebody else. It's a no-brainer. 
and, but yet it's it's an uphill battle, and, and that's that's why I decided to actually come out a little more in the forefront and and build platforms and, and build uh, my my podcast, Good Dudes Grow, to educate people. Uh, go on Clubhouse and talk to more people, talk to scientists and everything else, hoping that sooner or later our departments will ask to talk to us. And and it's funny because we went through this thing called O2X, which is basically a uh, fitness program made supposedly by the Navy SEALs and and all this. I'm not going to say – I hate putting down other people's programs. It's it's just exactly a long CrossFit thing, which, you know, high-intensity workout, stretch, be good, eat healthy, you know, stuff that I've been doing for 30 years and everything else. And so they bring all these professionals in, and they have the nutritionists and all this, and they talk about all this stuff. And every time they come up with stuff, I'm like, what about CBD? Oh, there's not enough information out there. <laughs> there's a thing. Have you, have, have you looked on the internet? I'm just curious because <laughs> there's a lot of information out there. Yeah. But it's funny because you got all the chiefs, <laughs> all the all the chiefs in, in our department are doing the same class, and you're talking about cannabis and CBD, and are like, do 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 we drug test this, this guy yet? Because that's all he seems to be talking about. We need yeah. to, we need to talk to him. But hopefully that conversation put a little thing in their mind, like, hey. The, the subject needs to come up. We need to talk about it because it, it's something that'll get everybody healthy. The more, if you have more investigated, the more you're going to see about it. So, yeah, dude. And it's like, it's, they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, they look at your nuts. Yeah, who let this guy in? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. And like, uh, man, like, I, I mean, you know, you grow up and like, you hear everybody talking about how, how marijuana is somehow bad and, and, like it's just that the the media pushes it out there like that it's just how they do they create their own narrative around it just how they do with you know politics and and the fucking covid and everything else i mean it's and it's crazy how how they just influence most of the population like that it it is it's it's crazy and I, I get like all riled up and excited as you can see when I talk about it because I've been doing this yeah. for like three years and I, and I get into it and everything else. And when you start talking to the people who are in the business, you start realizing that all that fallacy you were told really makes no sense. So think about this. So yes, cannabis is bad. All right, I'm not. Cannabis is good. I'm going to tell you, weed and pot is bad. They're both the same thing, except one sold on the street, one's made by a professional licensed company. The professional licensed company is in for it for the medicinal effects and make a safe, hot quality product to give you the best chance at not using pharmaceutical drugs. But they're making it so difficult now because now they're trying to new laws are trying to do is they're trying to actually limit the amount that medical cannabis patients can actually buy. Well, what do you think they're going to go after that? They're going to go to the dude on the street. Uh, the yeah. dude on the streets growing anything he can, any way he can with whatever he wants in it. Yeah. That's where the bad stuff is. Just regulate the, the guys that are doing the good stuff and let them grow the good stuff for the people that need it. It's simple. I was talking with uh, Bob Bashino of Incredibles. He actually just dropped on my podcast this week. And he was in Colorado and he was at the, uh, I guess, the city commission meeting with a bunch of firefighters. And all the firefighters were like, yeah, we need to close these places down. Uh, two of them blew up last week. Uh, it's dangerous. It's and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, what places blew up? And he goes, I know all the top places that are licensed in the state of Colorado. Uh, they're all still working. He goes, well, these places weren't licensed. He goes, and there it is. That's the point <laughs> we're trying to make as business owners. We're business owners. 
we're doing everything properly. Don't lump us in with the guys that are just trying to make stuff on the street and make money because cannabis is legal in the state of Colorado. Yeah. So they're doing anything <laughs> possible to try to make the business aspect of it extremely difficult. Even though they're saying, yeah, it's regulated, but you can't do this, you can't do that. You got to follow this rule, you can't follow that rule. So it, it's it's exciting, but it, it's it's going to take a little bit to to work all the quirks out. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> these these places blew up. That it's like, yeah, we're talking about like uh, probably like two two houses or something that people are like fucking growing in their living room. <laughs> exactly, the guy has like eight thousand lamps running at a hundred. You're yeah. an electrician. How many of those six hundred bulb lamps? How much does that take to run electricity? A lot, right? Yeah. Well, for one plant, you need three of them. So you have like six plants, like 18 of those running. You don't think the guy's going to burn something down in his house? Because he ain't ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like the fucking houses are prepped for a fucking whole farm or some shit. Exactly. <laughs> some shit, yeah. Like you have to cut off the, the entire power for the entire house just to run, just to have life for those fucking plants. At midnight, his living room is the only thing glowing in the whole city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> dude i'm starting to i don't know i don't know if you've gone if recently if you've gone to like home depot and stuff but they've actually had these grow the grow uh fucking uh the lights dude like Did they <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was you know what, you know what a cool thing is i had <laughs> i started cutting you off i had a guy asked me he goes hey listen i want to grow like three or four plants uh i heard you guys heard you talk do you know how i could do that i'm like well i really don't do indoor grow you know, I got, I'm living in Florida, so I can grow year-round outdoors, so I really don't know much, but let me talk to my farmer. My farmer goes, yeah, he goes, he only wants to grow like two or three plants. He goes, you can buy an indoor-outdoor grow, which is actually a tent with the lights in it, off of Amazon. Wow. He goes, it works perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, that's, that's growing your own plant is safer than trying to go get it off somebody on the street because you oh, know exactly yeah. what you're putting it on. If you're growing it for yourself... There's several states that allow it to, I think, two, I think two or th a three plant max, I think you can grow for yourself. So why not? Just buy yourself a little tent, put it in one of your bedrooms and light that, light that bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I've started seeing um, maybe like a month or two months ago, they actually, like you walk, in, you walk into the, the life fixture aisle and it's like the only fucking like purple lights that you see fucking on. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. I haven't been there. I'm gonna have to ask my friend. My friend, the fire department works works at the Home Depot. I'm gonna ask him. Hey, man, how you guys gotta start selling grow lights out there? <laughs> yeah, dude. And like the boxes of the lights, it's uh, like it. Well, I mean, it shows like the. It just just shows like a regular plant, you know. That, that's and it says grow lights on it. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. But it's. I mean, like it's crazy how everybody's like slowly starting to adapt. Like yeah, that, that way of life. It's safer. It's just, yeah, I, I just don't understand why they keep trying to slam it down as something bad. I was like, okay, whatever. Whatever, dude. It's only a plant. Yeah. The bad thing is, what, the only bad thing that's going to grow in that plant is what you put in the earth. That's it. Yeah. Put some pesticides in the earth. That's the only thing that's going to go bad in that plant. But, yeah. Yeah, dude. What do you. I mean, what, what are your plans for, for later on this year, you know, as far as, like, going that route with the, with your company? Oh, I've got some. I, I've got some pretty cool plans. I got a, a – I got – I'm getting – I'm talking to a partner that's looking like he wants to totally start helping fund the first building that we're going to put promises in. 
From there, we're going to grow the uh, the CBD aspect of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to start selling more CBD and use 50% of all the sales for this year go directly to the, uh, the promises recovery. So whatever everybody buys, 50% of our sales is going there to make sure that we get that off the ground. Uh, uh, I've got a another partner that I'm hooking up with. I think I'm going to meet him in a couple of weeks in New York. He actually has, he's the uh, first cannabis patient in Australia. We're going to work to gr together to bring our product through his company in New Jersey to Australia to start selling it in Australia so they can start helping grow Promises Recovery. He's also, check this out, he's also on the third part, I think you saw my post, of the list to be on the SpaceX trip to Mars. Mm, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to be interviewing him. He's a, he's a guy is hilarious. But yeah, he's almost, he's like, they get the, ne the next 10% goes to Mars. That's me. I'm, hunt I'm in. He yeah. goes, I passed the first phase. I passed the second phase. I'm in the top 10,000. Now they take the top 10% of that. He goes, dude, I could be going to Mars. I could yeah. be the first, he goes, I could be the first stoner on the Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, we need to, and I'm actually, he's, I'm getting with him on my podcast. Actually, we're doing a, a show on Sunday, this Sunday with him. So yeah, I got a lot of partnerships going on. Uh, I see by the end of the year that I'm looking hopefully to try and get my sales of CBD up close to 500,000 by the end of the year. Close to, I'd like to get it to close to a million with all the contacts I have and have promises recovery since the first one open by the end of the year. I see. So, so that's my vision. I'm, I, I kind of, I've had the, I've had the, it's a nonprofit. I've had the nonprofit for four years. So it, oh, it's, yeah. it's sitting there. I've been doing all, filing all the paperwork. I've been working on all the, the protocols, trying to talk to a few people, trying to get everybody together. I think now it's time to, you know, I was trying to build a CBD company big enough so it can funnel money to that. And I said, you know what? It's like you said, you can't do both at the same time. You got to try and, and, work on that one vision uh, that one vision is promises so everything i'm doing now is going to be funneled to promises so that promises will open by the end of the year and be up and running by uh, 2022 yeah man it's important to to just stick to one thing yeah because you know like a lot you get so caught up in your day-to-day -day and you know you start getting all these ideas like, oh shit man i could be doing this and this and and it's like you start spreading your your energy too thin into all these things, and it's by the end of the year, like you don't accomplish anything that you want to do because you're like a little bit into everything. Yeah, it's it's so it's that that was my biggest thing, that, and I think last time we went to the mastermind, I said that that's my biggest thing is I'm almost like a one person show, so I've finally started loosening myself up and actually trying to find the right people to actually. Hey, listen, come in. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. So I don't have to be doing everything and I have more time to actually create the vision and then grow the, uh, the center itself and then finally get it off the ground. Because like you said, I, I was doing everything and I was just doing so much. It was for the last year. I just wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't, I wasn't happy. So now that I put all the vision more on paper, decided more narrowed it down to where I'm going, promises the end goal. I worked from that point backwards, found out what needs to be done, who needs to be in place to do what. All right, let's find the people. And right now I'm just slowly researching and connecting the right people there. Hopefully by this summer, all the people will be connected. Everything will be up and running and that'll give me six months to uh, blast the crap out of it and 2022 open the doors. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. You have your, you have a, like you're crafting everything step by step, so I like that. How do you, how do you find like the people um, I guess like not 
because when you say like the people, you just mean like people that are going to be taking care of other things or like employees. Kind of like partner, kind of like partners or employees. Kind of like partners, employees. You know, I'm not a a master marketer. It's not my forte. I've tried to do it. I've tried to, you know, you know, I've screwed that up. And I spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars trying to, you know, market my CBD to try to get it off the ground so I can make money to open promises. And it just spending hours doing, you know, you know how long it takes to make a, an ad copy. Spending hours. I have three companies. Try to do ad copy for all three companies, plus continuously yeah. posting social media, plus trying to run the company, plus trying to build a product. Plus, and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. It's, yeah. it's not. So I, I'm looking now into okay. Get a guy that does marketing. Let's you know, pay him. You know, get a guy that does marketing. Get the guy that does the website properly. You know, make you know, my website guy. I, I got to change it. So find somebody that'll run that. I'm not a whiz tech. I know what I'm doing, so I'm not dumb to where the guy can just run off and like, oh, here I'm working. No, you're not. I know what you're doing. I can see. Yeah. It. I'm not that stupid, but <laughs> I can't do it as fast as you can. So <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's that's what I decided to do. I started trying to find those people and saying, okay. Let's make a partnership, you know, you know, we'll start working like little, a uh, little profit sharing, you, you know, you take the marketing and take percentage of that, do the, do the website, take a percentage of that, you know, start giving people percentage of, for their work to do so that they can grow themselves. The harder they work, the more money they make, the more money they make, the more the business flourishes, the more the business flourishes, the more I can send the promises and open it instead of me trying to do everything and, you know, thinking that I, I can collect everything and funnel at the same time. So I started, I started sharing in the profits, sharing in the journey, and, and it's actually going better. Dude, like I've been thinking of doing some kind of like that where I just like set up some system where, you know, everybody gets like a like little profit of, you know, whatever it is that they're doing or, or whatever it is that they're bringing in, you know, kind of like if everybody was, say, a salesperson where they have like, where they get a percentage of, you know, like the total price, you know, something like that, but like for everybody, like not so, just those people. Exactly. Well, well you know, I'm talking to like some big people who have money, like, oh, well, I want equity in your company. If we're going to take, you're going to go nationally. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know who the hell you are, what you can do. I'm like, yeah. it's, it's, I'm not giving you a piece of anything that I've been creating for four years. Let's be honest. You're not going to give a piece of your dream just so you can actually give it to somebody because he says he can do something. You know, no, everybody says they can do something, you know, words mean nothing. To me, words mean nothing. Proof is in what you can do. Show me. I'm one of those guys that I'll tell you something and I'll, I'm going to say, let me prove it to you first. And then let's do it. So I said, the best way I talked to some people, I talked to some guys in the RTA group. I was like, how can I format company? And how can I do that with, with people that want a piece of my company? And this is, we'll do it on a trial basis. Give them a profit sharing aspect of it. And if they after that profit sharing, if they want a piece of piece of it, then they can reinvest the money that they they want. They come in, and then they can buy a piece that way. Now you know what they're going to do. They see what's going to happen, and everybody grows at once. And if they don't, or if they don't work out, you can fire them at any time or get rid of them, and they they still made their money. So they can't leave upset. Mm -hmm. It's not like you give them a piece of something, it doesn't work out. Now you're trying to get them off your books or off your corporation. It's a big lawyer battle, and nobody made any money. You're wasting more money fighting legal fees. You know, fuck that shit. Yeah. Let's make money, and if it works that we work wonderful together, after a couple of years, let's decide, all right, let's, now you can come into the business, we can talk what aspect of the business you can take over, because I've seen what you've done, you know where we're going, and everything else, and we, we seem like a good fit. Let's try it first. This way, you're going to make money, you're never going to be pissed off, the company's going to make money, I'm not going to be pissed off, but if you don't do anything, it's easy to let you go. So... 
that was one thing I learned by the uh, the groups that we were in, like the Apex group and Arate group. They helped me a lot trying to figure that out. So I decided, okay, let's figure out how this works and let's do that. And that's what I started doing. And that's where more and more people, I was able to talk to more and more people. So you're yeah. always in control, but you're letting everybody share in it. Yeah, that's like, that's a damn good route to go to, dude, because I'm always thinking, like, should do the wall. Like, I, I know you have to, you know, when you bring in team members, like, you have to paint the picture, right? Like, of, of the vision of where you, you want to go, you want to take the company, you know, and if they don't fit, well, then they don't fit, you know, and it's all good. But it's like, how do you paint the vision and how do you, like, get them to work hard at what they're doing with, when all they're really working for is, you know, like, the vision and the paycheck. And it's, like, to me, if somebody would have told me, like, okay, well, you're going to be, you know, taking care of, let's say, uh, whenever, because I plan to get, a, like, an office warehouse space, you know, not too big, you know, maybe, like, 1,200, 1200 to, like, 1,000, like, square feet, something small. But, you know, whenever I have, like, I got to have all my materials, you know, shelves and stuff like that, you know, organized. So it's, like, how do I paint the picture of, like, okay, you're going to be taking care of, like, the warehouse. So how do I get that person to work hard when he's just really doing it for, like the paycheck kind of things. Like if somebody were to tell me to do it, like I'm just going to be thinking like, okay, like I don't really want to be doing this. You know, so like I started thinking of going something like the route that you're taking with, you know, profit sharing for, you know, whatever reason like that. The, the cool thing about that is that by doing that, I found, because I was really nervous about it because I'm like, you know, yeah, people are not going to like that. You know, these guys, like, you know, they got some of them got some big bucks and they want to invest in the company and they want a piece of it. And, you know, I don't want to take it over. I don't know if they're going to feel comfortable with the profit sharing. The cool thing about it is that by doing the profit sharing, they get an aspect of a say of what's going on in the company because that say builds the money. So the your vision can actually grow with what they're saying. And, and that's how you kind of like that that vision because you know when you have your vision sometimes you're like got that tunnel vision and you can't see everything but yeah. now you got different inputs and those different inputs are just there because they want to make a little bit more money also so those give you little little inputs give you little ideas and next thing you know your vision kind of grows into something morphs into something else and that's how you build that camaraderie of of, of kind of like a a board of directors and stuff together because everything kind of flows and it's not just your tunnel vision it's now okay a piece of him that's an awesome idea for for marketing let's go with that let's grow with that and now you know everybody has the same final vision you have but it's stuff you never really thought about yeah because everybody's like in their own like little lane exactly. all going towards like the same thing exactly and everybody everybody's everybody that says something actually has uh, a piece of the skin in it because what if we go that way, he makes more money, he makes more money, that guy makes more money. So, you know, like, so they say the warehouse guy that you have, that you want to hire a warehouse guy to make everything clean. If you tell him, hey, listen, if this thing's organized, like, to a T to where I can walk in and, you know, point out anything, I know what, exactly what's there, then you get a percentage because you just made my job easier where I don't have to look for anything, where I don't have to worry about supplies, I don't have to worry about things being shipped out. You mm -hmm. have it actually dialed in. It may not be the way you wanted it dialed in. But the guy may have a system that you might go, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> now the guy has the input in your warehouse, and that input actually makes him money, and he's in charge of it. He feels like a great guy. He's getting a percentage of the company because this is my domain. Fuck you, Irving. Stay out of my warehouse, man. Don't touch yeah. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of it helps. It kind of 
and it ends up being more fun. Not everything lands on your shoulders. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. Because like, if he takes care of say like the warehouse, or he takes care of the materials that you know we got a new material we got to order, so he saves time from the techs that have to be at the job. Um, you know, doing like finishing the work within the you know amount of hours that I, you know, projected the job to be completed. But if the techs have to go and run to Home Depot get something, they're gonna spend at least an hour, depending on how far it is, how much material. So that hour, you know, can be paid to the warehouse guy. Exactly. So it, might be like regard, it might be regard buying grow lights instead of the stuff you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! Look, I need these. For... <laughs> yeah. While I'm here, I might as well pick up a couple of grow lights for home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adding it to the fucking account and shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so that, that's what I mean. It kind of, if you can see it in that way, it kind of opens your eyes to like, this is actually not a bad idea. It, it's, you know, you just got to find the right people and make sure you make those job descriptions exactly what needs to be done in that in that operating agreement so that there's no BS and say, here's your job. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you're going to get. Shit hits the fan. Here's what, here how we're going to cancel it. Here how we're going to go separate our separate ways. Put everything in, you know. The biggest thing people hate that I found is talking about if shit hits the fan, what's going to happen between us? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to make money, but if we argue and it goes bad, what's going to happen? Put that in the operating agreement. Get that out of the way. Saying, listen, this is just in there so that you know that if you dislike me, you have a way to go. And if I dislike you, I have a way to go. It never means we'll get there. It just gives us an understanding of how we're going to end the relationship if it ever comes. And so it gets that off your shoulders, like, oh, fuck, how am I going to tell this guy that, you know, I need to let him go or his job sucks or he's not doing what he's supposed to do. Put all that crap in writing and just say, here it is. And this is why you're getting a percentage. This is what I expect. Yeah, and that's what I need to do, too, is, like, make that thing, like, the operating agreement and kind of have something that, because I want to bring in, you know, whenever I hire somebody or want to hire somebody, I want to have them in for like a trial you know you know maybe have them in for like a day trial um and then after that day i'm like okay well let's extend your trial to uh like 90 days or or something like that well any operating some of the operators we look at there's there's benchmarks they have to hit to to stay with that agreement so in other words okay. you can do it you can do like a 90 day uh a 90 day six month you know, you can do it quarterly. Here's a quarterly benchmark. So you have to make sure and then get an evaluation, quarterly benchmark, get an evaluation. And so he knows that those benchmarks he has to stay within to actually make the whole term of it work. And after that one year trial, that one year can be extended to a full fledged, you know, two or three year deal. Here's a go. You now get bumped up. Let's say, OK, you start a, a certain percentage for the first three months. Everything goes good. The upper percentage for six, up, you know, and then slowly grows to that final max stage of whatever it is. And let's sign you up for the full two years. And after two years, you have an opportunity to say, listen, if I want another satellite business or, or as a partner of satellite business where you're looking to, to take another part of another county, mm-hmm. well, now now we're looking like a, a kind of like a, a joint partnership kind of thing. Like a franchise. Yeah. Kind, kind of like thing. Yeah, something like that. So, so it gives you those options to actually put those. So he always knows that he has to actually not just go in there. Because the other thing is when people do that, people are like, oh, he's just going to sit there and get a percentage of my business. No, no, no. You're going to have to hit these these marks. This is, you know, if you don't hit these marks, the company don't make money. If the company don't make money, why am I paying you? Yeah. You know, I'll share, but, you know, I'm not letting, I'm not going to do all the work so you can get paid. 
you know, I'll just help me work and I'll give you as much, you know, to give you a benefit of whatever it is. I don't care. You know, as long as we all go forward to hit those benchmarks, we're all, everybody's happy. Everybody's eating, everybody's eating, drinking, you know, whatever we want. We're done. So it gives you, it gives us opportunities to look at it. So it takes a little bit to actually find a, a good person to write it. I'm still looking for it and, and you're kind of trying to f figure out how or how much you want to do. So you got to play with your numbers and everything else. But, you know, like I said, I'd rather give more. I'm just in it to open promises. I'd rather give more to the people helping grow promises than than what I what I really need, to be honest. Because yeah. that's 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 where I'm going. Yeah, man. Uh, so what's what's your? I mean, I don't want to say your end goal, but what is like you know the like the goal that you have with end promises? My end goal is to take promises nationally to have one in every state. Okay. It's it's an epidemic. It's it's and it's not being done properly. And what ends up happening is addicts are looked at as a financial figure. In other words, I look at you as your insurance and how much they can give me. Whether you get better or not, who gives a shit? And that's the way they're being treated. And I don't think I don't want addicts to be treated like that. I don't want addicts to be treated like that. I don't want people to look. I hate the word addicts or, or whatever. I don't want them to look as they're doing something wrong because they fell into a bad trap of being hurt, being stuck in addiction and going bad route. They're normal human beings. They need an opportunity. Our opportunity or promise is not only helping them get better, but what we're going to do is we're going to find them jobs so they feel that they have a sense of an accomplishment. So what we're going to do with our, non, our, our nonprofit is we have, we're talking to local businesses. We're going to give them a job. We're going to pay the salary of that employee for the local business. So that local business can train them in their business. We're going to pay them. And after the end of, let's say, for say three months or six months, the employer wants to keep him. Then the employer then transfers over and he starts paying them. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we started educating on a financial stuff, how to, how to have a job, how to be responsible. And now they have a sense of purpose. That's the biggest thing with addiction is the sense of purpose. Because addiction is kind of like CrossFit. There's a community in a, in a rehab facility. In the rehab facility, they feel comfortable because everybody knows their name. Outside, in the real world, people around people like you, they don't know how to talk to us because they think we look down on them as them being an addict. We want to change that. We want that outside to be the community. So we're going to take them, make them feel better through a holistic approach, then educate them on an employment, give them a job, a sense of self-responsibility, self-fulfillment, self-confidence, and then let them go on their own when they're ready. That, that's how we've decided to do it. And if we can take that nationally, I'm pretty sure we can probably cure, not cure, but curb a lot of the opiate addiction and change the way they're, they're being treated throughout the, the nation. So it's, it's going to be kind of like a school? Yeah, it's going to be kind of like a school, a rehab. It's going to be, it's, if you can envision a whole holistic, you know, from nutrition to gym to, to, uh, to uh, I'm losing the word now, vocational school aspect with basically getting out into the real world and having a job waiting for you. So it's going to be completely from A to Z. You're going to go in from feeling like you're nobody to outside to you're somebody able to live on your own, able to take care of yourself, able to make your own decisions. And kind of like you just graduated. Congratulations! There's we we built a rehab college per se. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, that's like you're gonna have everything in there. You're gonna have like how you're saying, like the gym. Then you're gonna have the school. Then you're gonna have everything that's gonna transform them mentally, physically, like financially, mentally, yeah. physically, financially. Everything that 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 most rehabs don't do, which most rehabs take from them, they make them feel that the rehabs are the only place they can go. They take all their financial money because they 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 jack their insurance. They make them continually talk about how bad their lives were and how, how everything's terrible and they're never going to get out of it. We're flipping the we're flipping the script. So we did the nonprofit because we're going to be able to bill insurance. But if you don't have insurance, we're going to take you and also because with the donations and the stuff that we're going to do, we're going to be able to help those people as well. From there, we're going to teach you like we don't care what we did in the past. Let's look. What do you want to do in the future? Kind of like the same thing we're talking about. What do you want to do in the future? What do you want to see? Where are you going to go? I don't care how rock bottom you are. We're not talking about rock bottom. Let's talk about going up. We're not going down. There's nowhere to go. Yep. Down is dead. We're not going dead. We're going up. So let's figure out how to get you up. How do we get up? Build you mentally strong. Build you physically strong interior because if you feel good, you mentally feel good. So build two, those two things. Now let's build some self-confidence. Go get a job. How hard is it to get a job? It's hard to get a job. We're going to get you a job. Find something that fits for you. Work for this guy. Don't worry about the payment. We're going to hook you up. We're going to give you a drive there and back. Whatever you got to do, we're going to hook you up. You feel good? Now you're on your own. It's up to you. If you got a problem, you can always come back and call us. We're not, you know, we're here for you. So that's basically how we, we, we put it all together for the last four years. It's a, somebody wants to help you out with that. Um, where can they go to like find more information or something? They can go to uh, promisesrecoverycenters.com. That, that's the site for our, our current site. We're, we're slowly building it up. Or they can reach me at, at Gary at gooddudesgrow.com. That's my podcast. If they want to learn more about the, the cannabis and everything else and how that helps with opiate addiction and how that's helped with everybody else, that's a good place to start. I use my podcast as an educational process. So I talk to everybody that's used basically uh, opiates before or been stuck with opiates or had some sort of tragedy with opiates, how they used cannabis or CBD to get out of that and how it's changed their lives and how now they're advocates of it or even how they've been arrested for selling cannabis in the past and now all of a sudden they have a flourishing multi-million dollar business that from something that's supposedly still illegal yes. helping others get out of this stuff so it, the podcast is made for educational purposes so they can reach me there as well and if they're interested in any of the products they can go to my website at www.pbzcbd.com and all our products are actually third-party tested as a firefighter I give it to a lot of first responders so I double check triple check and quadruple check that my products are actually safe for first responders who don't want THC. And for those who do want THC, we do have some THC products on there. Not the full full THC, but the legally allowed limit throughout national, the national legal limit. Cool, and you're actually using, you're gonna be using your own products for that surgery that you just got, right? I've been using it right now. I haven't touched a pain, man, man. I have yeah. not been in pain. I actually worked out yesterday, today, did some squats today, and was on oh, a shit. assault bike already, so. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've got the uh, the, the cannabis, uh, the cannabis. I keep saying I use cannabis because I try to expose it, but I use the CBD, which is actually no no THC in it because I'm not allowed. I have that dialed in for injuries and stuff. I'm a rehab expert, so I, I'm a medical exercise expert. So I take people from physical therapy back to strength training. So once physical therapists got them with their full range of motion and their weight bearing, I take them to get strong so they don't re-injure themselves. So I got the whole protocol that actually helps anybody that has injuries or anything else through that. So. Uh, hopefully I'll be, uh, squatting back, uh, 400 by uh, a couple of weeks. Try to keep up with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I don't squat 400. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. S- soon, but not, not right now. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, fuck, what was I going to ask? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. So, like, I mean, you're taking your own products and stuff like that. So, like, just recording that process, dude, it's going to be it's gonna be gold, man. Yeah, it's uh, already, I'm like, as soon as I left the doctor's office, I immediately started taking it. And then I was on it all, all the, all the next day, all this that day, and immediately right after. You saw me. Well, I don't know if you saw me. I actually had pictures. I had a drain tube in my my knee. I was already doing handstand push-ups with the drain tube coming out of my knee. So it was like, <laughs> you know, everybody's like, seriously, dude, you can't take a break. I'm like, no, yeah. man, there is no <laughs> break. Yeah. We, we got to get moving. Get this. Get the blood flowing. Get the shit out. The more blood flowing, the better it is for you. So. Yeah, it's it's helped me sleep. It helped me recover. It's it's like I said, I'm extremely happy with the way we formulate our product. Our product is extremely good, and our customer service is above, say above and beyond. Basically, what ends up happening is most people buy a product if they go to a gas station or something. They buy something. They have nobody. They try it and like, oh, this shit don't work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, because nobody told you how to. Us call. You can call us. Reach us anytime. We'll help you out. We tell you, I'm actually have another thing going on right now that I'm looking at. I'm not going to say what it is in case anybody takes my idea. But uh, <laughs> I came up, I came up with it the other day, and uh, I'll tell you about it offline. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it, basically, just get in touch with us. We'll help you find the right dosing. That's the biggest thing with, with the CBD. Everybody's different. Like what you take and I take, we'll take the same product, but I may take more because I'm a little bit bigger, and you may you know take less, or or you may take more. Everybody's different. We just got to find that happy part. And make people and teach people how to do that, and that's that's what our customer service does. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. And uh, when the doctor gave you the pills, like he he was telling you, like, oh, take you know this so many pills this time. You're just like, all right, cool, yeah, just give it to me. I said no. I said I'll be taking CBD. He goes, yeah, okay. So I said no. I said seriously, I'm not going to touch any of this. I'm not telling you right now. They even wrote it in my chart. It's on my chart. It says medication taken, cannabidiol. That's it. I'm good. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm good to go. <laughs> so give me the pills, but he goes, well, I'm gonna give it to him in case. I was like, you give it to me in case, but I ain't touching them. So just a reminder of if anybody wants, if anybody wants any, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just a reminder of. Keep like said, mission, man. Yeah, this reminder. This is this is how my daughter started, and yeah. she's no longer here. So it's the reason why I'm opening promises. That's exactly it. If I can get people to do the same thing that I'm doing and take CBD or cannabis instead of that, we're gonna curb we're gonna curb a lot, a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of people's issues. Yeah, man, I love that, dude. Thanks, cool, dude. So, yeah, man, I have one last question before we wrap up here, dude. I mean, I have a feeling of like I know what where you're gonna go with this, but um, what do you consider your your breakthrough moment? Oh. I have quite a few, actually. It's weird. It's what? Yeah. my break. My I thought about. I actually thought about this the other day when somebody asked me. A break through the moment is my life has never been easy. It, it's you know what I mean. I've always battled for everything, everything that I had, and I found that talking to firefighters who were basically heroes. Everybody says we're heroes. Everybody sees a firefighter and they go, "Look, hey, yeah, firefighters are heroes." In what most people don't know is our jobs are hard as shit. It's messed up what we do. All right. 
if you think about it, I'm going to tell you a little story and I'll show you why it's a breakthrough moment. If you think about it, if you look at all the shows like 911 and everything on TV, they pull a guy out of a burning house. All right. What you see is a guy has some, you know, black soot on their face and, and you know, and all this. I'm like, oh, we're going to save him. And they do all this stuff to him. In real life, it's so hot in there. When we pull you out, your clothes is melted to your skin. When we pull you out, your skin's melted to our hands. If you ever burnt hair before, you smell that. We smell burnt skin, burnt hair. Now we have to somehow take you and give you like IV stuff. So while we're trying to give you an IV, we've got to find a vein. So we're peeling back your skin and your shirt that's tied to you to try to find a vein to save your life at the same time as smelling burnt skin, burnt hair. We'll do that. And then an hour later, after we've dropped you off the hospital, we'll get another call of a baby drowning. We still have the smell of burnt skin, burnt hair on our hands, on our clothes, in our nose. We don't get to say, no, we need to go wash that. We have to go to that other call. And so we'll smell that for that whole day until we can get a shower. Even then, you can't get out of your nose. You'll smell it for three days later. And that plays on firefighters. So when a firefighter comes to me and I gave him a product, for pain and comes to me and calls me and says, hey, I wanted to hurt myself. I hated myself. I hated my family, hated my kids. But what you gave me made those bad thoughts go away, made me realize that the mission that I'm on, it really means something not just to me for losing my daughter, but to other people. So that change, that, that person telling me that, told me that I'm on the right path. Now imagine the stuff that I just told you, we do every third day for 30 years. Nobody ever tells a firefighter that. Firefighters are heroes. We ride on fire trucks. Kids love to see us. We play with dogs. They see little Dalmatians. Nobody ever tells you when you sign up, you're going to see people with their, brain, their brains coming out of their head. No face, burnt skin stuck on you, smelling dead people for three days. Nobody tells you that. Join the army. Guess what? You're going to see dead people. You know what you're signing up for. Firefighter, you just, you just want to be the hero on TV mm-hmm. until you see all this shit. So if I can help people get and enjoy after 30 years of seeing shit that nobody else wants to see, if I can help them last their career and enjoy it at the end of their career, then I know I've done what I had to do. And that's basically my breakthrough moment was that time that that one guy called me and said that. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Like nobody, yeah, dude. Like, you know, when 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 I was growing up in, in elementary, you know, they always tell you like, what's like, what would be like your dream job, right? So, like a lot of people, they go towards like the basic, you know, like the firefighter, the police officer, the nurse, the doctor, whatever. And and man, I like I looked out to you know all the the general jobs, and I was just like, man, dude, like I want to be a firefighter. <laughs> You know, but that wasn't really, you know, what I wanted to be. But all of all those choices that they give you, you know, I was always sticking to firefighter because, you know, the little kids, yeah, man, they they see everybody as as heroes, but they don't, like, they don't tell them what they actually go through. Yeah, and yeah, so there's a there's, there's a lot of people that see their first car accident with people mangled, never come back, quit the job. It's not what they were, they thought it would be. Yeah, they thought they were running into burning buildings. I thought I would be running into burning buildings, breaking shit up, cutting cars up. I didn't think I'd be 
carrying some dude's hand in my in my hand to bring it to the hospital or you know a guy in a motorcycle accident you know half his body here half his body over there I, nobody told me about that I, I was i, I want to go break the door can i go break the door that's what i want to yeah. do you know but you sign up for it you do what you can do you help others and that's 30 years of constant you know mental bashing that a lot of people don't understand and i'm trying to bring that out and like i said the little the little the little gummy bear the little the little thing that's naturally comes from the earth the little thing that everybody thinks so bad will will help these guys have happier careers physically and mentally so it, it's my goal is to change all that hell yeah man so cool man so thank you for coming on the show dude this it's my is pleasure awesome. man Sorry for, for ending it on a kind of a weird sob note, but. <laughs> but it's deep, dude. I mean, that's, you know, what that's what it's about, you know. That's 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 the whole thing, man. That's that's yeah. what I'm here for. I oh, yeah, appreciate man. you having it on your show. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah, dude, for sure. I know we're going to, we're going to, like, reschedule the other, redo the other interview. The... Yeah, definitely. I won't <laughs> screw that one up this time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Sounds good, dude. All right, all right, man. It was cool. All right, man. Have a good one. You too, buddy.